ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling Podcast. It is such a joy and honor to have Miss Ruth Sturgill joining me today. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is such a treat. You know, I I was thinking before, there are three ladies in my life that I've always thought if I could grow up to be like them, I would want to be like them. And you are one of those. And I actually, a couple years ago, had somebody um, that I hadn't seen in a long time came up to me and they're like, you know, you remind me of, you remind me of Ruth Sturgill. And I almost just cried. They're like, oh Lord, yay. I want to be so much like her. <laughs> you all have had such an influence. You were our youth directors. Goodness. Long time years ago. Years ago. <laughs> long years time ago. ago. <laughs> um, so we've known each other for a long time. And yes. goodness, you and Brother Cody have loved us through the teenage years and college and just even... Yes. You were easy to love. Uh, oh, well, so were you. You've just been <laughs> well, such a you. joy to me. And so I'm so excited to have you on. But do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and tell who you are? Yes, I would. My name is Ruth Sturgill, and um, my husband is Cody Sturgill. Mm-hmm. And I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. And he is originally from Chilhowee, Virginia, where we serve the Lord right now. He's mm-hmm. pastoring. We've been here for four years. And um, God brought us both to Knoxville, Tennessee, to attend Bible college um, together. And we were married when we graduated um, that summer. And um, my husband became the youth director there at Temple Baptist Church. And um, and we were there for several years. And then God moved um, my husband to Boiling Springs Baptist Church in Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, he pastored there for 10 years. And then four years ago, um, God opened the door and led us here to Chilhowee Baptist Church. Um, And his home, this is his home church. And his pastor retired. And God just opened all the doors. And Mm -hmm. he's given us two boys, Ian, who is 16, and Hudson, who is 14. And um, they are full of life and all boy. And uh, we wouldn't have it any other way. And we're just so grateful to the Lord for them. So. Oh, you have such a precious family, and well, you, you all sing. I remember, goodness, in our youth group years, you and Brother Cody would sing, but now you've got your boys singing right along with you, and <laughs> yes. that's such a blessing. You have a CD, don't you? We do. Okay. We do. I'll have yes. to be sure to link that in the notes for people if they want to check that out. Sure, sure. Awesome. Sure. Well, so you said you have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old, so yes, that's going to transition us into what we're going to talk about, because I've had so many ladies request that we speak on teenagers. How do you raise teenagers for the Lord? How do you win their hearts? How do you bridge that gap from childhood to adulthood? And every time I was like, ladies, I'm not the one to talk on that. I have zero experience. I'm just trying yeah. to get through the little years. Um, so I've been praying for a while, like, Lord, who do you want to address this topic? And God just puts you in my heart. Um, so I'm really excited to hear what the Lord has given you to share with us. Yes. Well, you know, years ago, um, when Cody and I were first married, we've been married for 18 years now, I remember having some reserve and fear about raising children, specifically in their teen years. And I am so grateful for the response that my husband gave to me years ago. He told me that he didn't know much, but he knew that we needed to have a happy home. 
and we wanted to have a happy home. And that's what we've really tried to do through the years um, is to keep our home happy. I think it's been key in raising our boys. And um, I thank God for that simple truth so many years ago. Um, We're not finished raising them. We are literally right in the heart of it. Yes. And we're ever learning and we are ever grateful for our precious shepherd Mm -hmm. who leads us and he guides us through each day of their teenage years. Um, And one question that you had asked me is, do the teenage years have to be a dreaded part of our children's time at home? Mm -hmm. And the answer is a big no. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. I know, goodness, it's been a couple (laughs) months ago, and I guess I was pregnant with my most recent, and I was actually getting a pedicure, and I had this lady sit beside (laughs) me, older lady, you know, is this your first? No, it's my fourth. She want to know all their ages, you know, talk about, Uh oh, we had little ones. She's like, well, I have teenagers, and you just wait until all those littles are teenagers. It's just going to be the worst part of your life, you know, get them out of the house. And I remember, like, sitting there thinking, Lord, is this, is this what we have to look forward to? Is this how, is this how a Christian family should view that season? And I, I mm-hmm. read like, no, Lord, I don't want it to be that way. Mm-mm. And it's not that way. Um, I remember when my children were little and I was so overwhelmed that they were growing so quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, my husband could sense that that emotion was, was running very heavily. And um, he looked at me and he smiled and he said, honey, hold on. It just keeps getting gooder and gooder. Oh, and I love that. It does. Yeah. It does. It keeps getting gooder and gooder. And, um, you know, raising teenagers has the potential to be one of the goodest times of our lives. Mm-hmm. And um, perspective is key. And, you know, if we go into it with a bad, faithless attitude, it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. But if we go into it with a valiant we're going to trust God, plan on God's goodness kind of attitude. It's going to be good. It's not easy, mm-hmm. but it's good. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's just a couple things um, that God brought to my mind when you told me about the topic of raising teenagers for Christ. And this is something that Cody and I are trying our best to do while raising our boys. And um, the two things God brought to my mind is one is not parenting in fear. And two, simply living by biblical principles. Um, Elizabeth Elliot once said that fear arises when we imagine that everything depends on us. Mm-hmm. And parenting is a big deal, but I'm so thankful that we don't have to do it alone. Yes. It doesn't all depend on us. We as Christians have that promise and that mm-hmm. hope. And God has entrusted us with our children, and He will enable us to accomplish what He's given us to do. Um, I love what Oswald Chambers said as well. All our fret and worry is caused by calculating without God. Mm. And um, a good verse about fear that God continually brings to my mind is Hebrews 12, 2. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, not fear, Mm-hmm. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And God's not the author of fear, He's the author of faith. And raising teenagers, it has an element of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, fear of what if my child grows up and doesn't love me? Or fear of what if my child makes a wrong decision? 
guess what? They're going to. We all They're do, going don't to. we? <laughs> yes. We did when we were yes. teenagers. But God met us where we were, mm-hmm. and He forgave us when we asked Him, and He never failed us. He won't fail our teenagers either. Mm-hmm. God doesn't want us to be afraid. He doesn't want us to parent in the spirit of fear. Fear is an emotion that God gave us, and we can be thankful for it. Um, God gave us a healthy fear to protect us so we don't go jump off a bridge somewhere Mm -hmm. or something, you know, crazy like that. But He did not give us the spirit of fear. The Bible says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, my husband's helped me with this through the years, and I'm forever grateful for it. Um, There have been more times than I would like to admit when I reacted in fear and not in faith while raising the boys. Um, I'll never forget years ago when one of our boys was struggling in the subject of math. And he came home one day with a progress report, and there was a grade in math that was just not acceptable. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at my husband, with the biggest eyes, and boy, did my mind start racing. <laughs> my mind, I went from this bad grade to our son's nonchalant response to, if we don't stop this now, he will never be good in math. He'll be rebellious. He'll be nonchalant <laughs> the rest of his life. I mean, I was on the fast track. Quick. I mean, it happened so Don't fast. you want to eat and have a roof over your head? <laughs> yes, yes. But I'm so grateful. That Cody, he calmly responded to our son, well, buddy, you've got a bad grade in math. It's not acceptable, and you're going to have to do better by the report card. As you can tell, Cody's the calm and the even killed one of us. (laughs) Thank the Lord for that. There was a reason why there is a dad and a mom. (laughs) Oh, oh, prime example right there. I I was sitting there. I was ready to send our son to his room and react in a very eccentric way mm-hmm. that he would do nothing but eat, sleep, and breathe meth until his grade <laughs> came up. But I'm so glad. The Lord protected me, and He helped me keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And Cody instructed our boy in a rational and wise way. One of the biblical principles that comes to mind is, a soft answer turneth away wrath. And, you know, if I would have answered... It would have been harsh mm-hmm. and full of fear, and not on purpose, but I would have responded out of a heart full of fear and not faith, mm-hmm. and based on those biblical principles. And um, I almost let fear get the best of me and let my mind run to the dark future of my child from this one bad grade, yes. and it was quite exhausting. And um, it happened very quickly. And I'll just tell you something. Fear always looks at the worst and exaggerates. Mm. And it just happens. Yes. The truth of the matter is that this was a little progress report, and he had some time to get his grade up. Mm-hmm. And we've all had bad grades and need to have compassion on our children, even though it wasn't easy at the time, yes. because you know that they can do better. Mm-hmm. This was a little progress report, but a big lesson for me. Mm-hmm. Life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react. Mm. And the way that we react to any form of trouble with our young children sets the stage on how they will confide in you in the awkwardness of their teen years. 
if we react graciously and level-headed with our children, they are more likely to come to us when they face difficulties in their lives. Mm. Um, a good relationship between a teenager and their parents is linked to the history of how we reacted in their younger years. Mm-hmm. Did we react in fear or did we react in faith based on biblical principles? And our children are the greatest gift that God will give to us outside of our salvation. Mm-hmm. And their souls are such a heavy responsibility that He will place in our hands. And we must take time with them. We must be personally grounded in biblical principles mm-hmm. yes. to answer them the right way, to react to them the right way, to teach them to have faith in God through our reactions. We must show them and be a faith-filled person as an, as an example. And um, they'll see it every time. They're watching. Mm-hmm. They'll see how we react, no matter how they are, to circumstances in their lives. Mm-hmm. And some factors that that we had talked about that go into the teen years mm-hmm. are um, independence. And one thought about this is um, teaching our children that they're never alone. Mm-hmm. That God is always there. Um, independence is a part of growing up. It's a good thing, and we can be thankful for it. Yeah. It's God's design. And um, <laughs> they weren't meant to grow up and stay at home for the rest of their lives. No matter we don't how really much want we... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No matter how much that we want them to. Yes. They're our babies. Yes. But we don't want to do their laundry for the rest of their it's, lives. It's very true. You know? Very true. <laughs> The grandchildren. I'm oh, at that age yes. now where we are much closer to grandchildren than we were ever, you know, uh-huh. in the baby stage. So yeah. it's quite it, it's quite an adjustment, <laughs> you know, when you think about it that way. And you way. might get a little girl. <laughs> yes, yes, I might. <laughs> you know, oh. somebody told us, when you have children, this is how it goes. You get married and people say, oh, when are you going to have children? And then you have a child, and the next day they say, when are you going to have another one? <laughs> and, and, you know, then when we had the two boys, when are you going to have a girl? Mm-hmm. And, and so Cody used to always joke and say, look, if we stop now, we'll just have two teenage boys. And somebody heard him, and they said, but there will always be girls around. <laughs> <laughs> no shortage of girls. So true. Yes, yes, yes. The kicker now living in Chilhowee, Virginia, is that my husband is related to everybody almost here in Chilhowee. So we have told small town problems. Yes, yes. So we've told the boys, look, you need to check with us before you, you know, have the sweet before your sweet be cousin somebody. third removed or right, right. We've got to make sure you're not related. Oh, how funny! Oh. But listen, being independent, mm. it, it doesn't mean that. Um, you're not needed anymore mm-hmm. or you're dependent on. Look, our children need us just as much now as teenagers as they did when they were little. We might not be changing their diapers. Mm-hmm. We might not be putting them down for a nap. We might not be helping them clean up their toys. We might not be doing those things. But our labor, it just looks a little different. Mm-hmm. And right now, our children need us laboring in prayer. They need us loving them. They need us cheering them on. They need to see their parents continue to live for the Lord by God's grace as an example to them. Mm. 
We must teach them to live in the fear of the Lord, which is simply the conscious, constant sense of the presence of God, that He is there, He is with them, He sees, He knows, He cares. You might be a little more independent in some ways, but God is always there. Yes. And when we are in Christ, the fear of the Lord will be that we respect Him. We have a deep sense of reverence in all that we're in His presence. And we as parents, we can't be there all the time. Mm -hmm. We can't be in their cars with them. We can't be in their classrooms with them. We can't be in their locker rooms with them. We can't be on their phones with them Mm -hmm. all the time. But we can pray that God will give them an appropriate sense of the fear of the Lord to reverence Him, to stand in awe of Him, that they would know that God is there. Yes. And that appropriate sense of the fear of the Lord, it will affect who they are and what they do when no one is around. Mm-hmm. And listen, we've got to give them opportunity to live and be independent. I can't tell you how many times that my husband has had to say, Ruth, they're boys. It's going to be okay. <laughs> He's also had to tell me, Ruth, you are not the Holy Spirit. And I said, thank you, honey. Thank you for that. <laughs> I needed that. Yes. Um, but you've got to give them opportunity to live. Mm-hmm. And um, you've heard the old saying, give them enough rope to hang themselves. <laughs> and they need opportunities to mess up. Mm-hmm. And the blessing is, is that we get a front row seat to be there to help them and instruct them and encourage them along the way. Mm -hmm. We get the chance that when they fall, we get the first people, we're the first people to be there to pick them up Mm -hmm. and help them through. And um, sometimes those lessons, they hurt so good. (laughs) My husband said that a long time ago, and Mm -hmm. it stuck with me. They hurt so good for us parents Mm -hmm. as we hurt with and we walk through these trials with our children. And they hurt so good for our children as they learn how to deal with life and trust the Lord and react the right way. Mm -hmm. A.W. Tozer said, when we realize that everything happening to us is to make us more Christ-like, it resolves a great deal of anxiety. Mm, That's so powerful. Oh, and we have got to, as parents, point our children to Jesus. Mm -hmm. We've got to trust Him and have faith in Him. We've got to pray and try to teach our children to have an appropriate sense of the fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So they're independent, but they're never alone. Yes. The second thing is, um, there was a question about puberty Mm -hmm. and hormones. And puberty is not something to be afraid of. We should be thankful for it. It's a part of God's design. Um, We all went through it, and we made it. (laughs) Survived. Thank the Lord. (laughs) Yes. And um, I remember when one of our boys was little, and we were riding bikes in the campground. And there was a group of cute little girls who rode their bikes by us, And our boy turned his head to watch them. And he ended up tipping over his tricycle with his head because he was looking at them and just following them. 
And I remember looking at Cody and I was so wide eyed and I was afraid and my mouth was hanging wide open. I said, Cody, he just fell over on his bicycle watching those girls. (laughs) And Cody, remember, he's the even killed one of us. And he looked at me and he smiled and he said, it's all right, honey. It's good. They're girls. We want him to like girls. <laughs> Perspective is everything, like you said, right? <laughs> Perspective is everything. Yes. And we shouldn't discourage that. We shouldn't discourage these changes. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's so sweet. As they grow and they mature, God will give you sweet times with your children to teach them about marriage and how wonderful that it is in God's timing. God's given us parents the grand opportunity to teach them and prepare them for their future spouse. Mm. And we can let it be sweet and not dreaded. And thank God that our boys like these girls. (laughs) And thank God that our girls like these boys. It's part of God's design. Yeah. And it's sweet, and we don't have to dread it. Mm -hmm. And another topic that we had wanted to talk about was relationship struggles. Mm -hmm. And as far as relationships go, the one thing that comes to mind is our teenagers' relationship with their peers. Mm -hmm. Um, If your children attend school, they are with their peers at school, And they're with their peers at basketball or football or cheer or band practices more hours than they are with us. Mm -hmm. And being a teenager is a difficult thing. Being a teenage girl is a very difficult thing. It was very difficult for me, and we didn't even have social media. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I can't imagine now. Yes. Um. I got my phone when I was, my first cell phone when I was a senior in college. That tells you how old (laughs) that I am. I'm dating myself. (laughs) But, you know, it's a difficult thing. Yeah. And I remember one of our boys coming home in sixth grade. He said, Mom, I've learned something today. I said, what'd you learn, buddy? He said, well, when boys fight, they punch each other and they're friends the next day. (laughs) When girls fight, they get mad, and they don't speak to each other for the rest of their lives. (laughs) How true. (laughs) Yes. I remember looking at him, and I said, yes, son, you're a wise man. And it was so true. And, And, you know, one thing that we've tried to teach our children regarding relationships with their peers is the biblical principle of in honor preferring one another. And um, that is just simply being happy for someone. Um, When Cody and I were first married, um, I remember driving through a neighborhood with these huge houses. And, um, you know, we were newly married, and newly married people don't have much. No. Did your cardboard box look like my cardboard box? It certainly did. And when you start having children, you still don't have much. But... God is faithful, and He's so sweet to provide our every need. Mm -hmm. But I remember we were actually on teen visitation, and we were driving through this big, beautiful neighborhood. And I looked out the window, 
dreamingly, tears streaming down my face. And I said, Cody, I just wish that we could live in a house like this. And he looked at me and he said, Ruth, why can't you just be happy for them? And I was like, oh, oh, I didn't even realize that I was so jealous of them. And I didn't mean to be, but I was. And from that moment on, I remember consciously, and the Lord helped me, Mm -hmm. when something good happened to somebody or somebody had something that I didn't have, that I'm happy for you. Mm. And it literally changed my life. Now, I'm not going to lie. The first few times I said, I'm happy for you, I'm not (laughs) sure how deep it was in my heart. (laughs) Yes, yes. But the more that you say it, the more it gets in your heart. And um, that is something that we have really tried to instill in our children is being mm-hmm. happy for other people in honor, preferring one another. Yes. Um, there's always going to be someone who has more than they do. Mm-hmm. There is always going to be somebody who is better in school academically. There's always going to be somebody who is better at sports than them. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody who has more money than them. There's always going to be somebody who's better looking than them. Mm-hmm. You get the gist. Mm-hmm. But when they have the attitude of, hey, I'm happy for you, it will literally change their life yeah. and it changes their relationship with their peers. Mm-hmm. And um, most relationship problems come from insecurity. Mm-hmm. And um, we know that only by pride cometh contention. Mm-hmm. And so when our children grasp being grateful for God, how God made them, being grateful for what God has given to them and learn to be happy for others, it helps them be the Christian and the friend that they need to be. And if they can learn that at a young age, it will help them for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. You never outgrow this principle. Yeah. I'm 40 years old. And I thank God for the victory that he gave me over this Mm -hmm. years ago. And I can truly look at somebody and say, I'm so happy for you. It's Mm life-changing. It lifts a load like none other. Yes. That is so good. And, and you know, it's it's interesting that you say, I didn't know that backstory. But when I think of you, I think of just this bubbling over joyful person, always so sweet, always so kind. Um, but now hearing that, that was a work that the Lord did in your heart. Um, but yes. even on the outside, I see fruit of that. And it has blessed me. I can't imagine how many others it has blessed. So I love the emphasis on teaching our kids that as well. Yes. Well, I thank the Lord for that. And talking about pride. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if our children have heard this once, they've heard it a thousand times. We've literally been saying it to them since they were little. Mm-hmm. Son. Let another man praise Lee. And that's a biblical principle. And there was a season when one of our boys was little, and they thought they were just awesome. (laughs) And they had no problem telling everybody that they were awesome. (laughs) And it was cute. It was. Yes. It it got old after a little while, Uh but it was really cute. But we started when they were very young teaching them this biblical principle, son, let another man praise thee. Mm -hmm. And during that season, we were on repeat, but I'm so thankful for every opportunity that we have and still get to try to instill in them 
scripture. Mm -hmm. So that's what has been life-changing. And I really have to thank God for my husband, who has really helped me with a very positive outlook on life. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not always positive. Again, you know, there were times when my first reaction was only fear. Yes. Taking it to the worst and exaggerating. Mm -hmm. And um, my first reaction was, well, I wish I had a new pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. You know, when my first reaction was that. But I'm so grateful for the emphasis on the Bible Mm -hmm. in our home that has transformed my way of thinking and God willing, our children's way of thinking as we are trying to instruct them and love on them this way. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know you've shared kind of throughout different ways that you can connect, you know, as, okay, so for me being the young mom, I'm gleaning bits and pieces. I'm not in the teen years, but these are things that I can be doing now as they're little. Um, but do you have any advice maybe for the mom who is listening who just did not um, invest maybe when they were younger, whatever the circumstance, maybe they weren't saved. Maybe um, that just the intentionality of parenting was different in that season of life. So now they're in the teenage years, maybe with some guilt of the past of why well, I didn't lay this foundation. Um, is, is there hope for them? How can they um, still see teenagers raised for Christ? There's absolutely hope for them. Mm-hmm. While our children are alive, there is still hope. Yeah. And um, it's never too late to begin to um, memorize and instill biblical principles in our lives. The Bible says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. And, you know, oftentimes people who remember Bible verses well as an adult learn them when they were a child. And as an adult, it is a little bit more difficult to memorize Scripture. Mm -hmm. It just is. Our memory is how it is. Um, but it's still the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And we've got index cards. And, you know, as as parents, as we um, walk with the Lord and the Lord speaks to us about a certain subject or we see a Bible verse that sticks out, and um, we can write those down on index cards and we can memorize them and have them in our heart and truly love on our children. There might be a time when it's appropriate and when we can sit our children down and say, look, we've not always done the right thing. We weren't saved. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Jesus in our hearts. Or we were saved, and we chose to do our own thing. Yeah. And we've messed up, but we've asked the Lord to forgive us. We'd like you to forgive us for not doing the right thing. And, and we didn't mean to, we didn't mean to um, cause the, the strife in our family, Mm -hmm. but we're sorry, and we'd love to start afresh and move on from here. Mm -hmm. And and God can do great miracles through that. Mm -hmm. It is His Word that changes our lives, and um, He will soften our attitudes. He will um, make family events sweet Mm -hmm. when we go into it with the right perspective um, of we're going to trust the Lord in this, whatever it may be. Um, and one thing, one thing that, that a topic that we had talked about too, was helping our children understand who God created them to be. Mm-hmm. And this goes in with when they're small and when they, when they're 
old as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so thankful that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, our children are different as night and day. <laughs> I have two totally different. You have three. Are they different? Oh my goodness. I think that has been one of the most shocking things of motherhood is I just thought that they'd either be like my husband or they'd be like me or they'd be a combo. None of them are like either of us. And you know, there might be bits and pieces. None none of them are like either of us and none of them are like each other. I mean, yes. we just have six completely different people in our home. Yes. 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 On the outward, you know, one of our boys has blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And the other one has dark brown hair. Their builds are completely different. On the inside, they have different interests. They have different hobbies. They have different taste buds. They have different ways of showing love. They have different of just about everything. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that they have in common is is they both love the Lord. And um, I thank God for this. Yes. And um, we get to watch them serve the Lord because they want to. Mm-hmm. And um, there are no words to describe how grateful that Cody and I are for that. And um, it is only by His grace that we get to serve Him together as a family. Mm-hmm. And I thank God for that. And um, one thing to remember is that God didn't create our teenagers to be just like us. Mm-hmm. And we have to be careful to not put them in a box. Um, God has given us an opportunity to guide them, but we must give them liberty to be them. Mm-hmm. So whether you grew up in a Christian family, whether you married a godly man, whether you have a Christian home right now, it's never too late to start. Mm -hmm. And we can always remember that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Our children will respond differently to different situations. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that is solid is, I keep saying it, but I don't apologize for it, is the biblical principles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chaste conversation and honor preferring one another. Let another man praise thee. And we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are they called according to his purpose. Simple, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Simple biblical truths Mm -hmm. that will literally change your life, no matter where you are in your life. And, um, you know, going along with handling our children's independence One of the most difficult things about being a parent is learning to trust Jesus Mm. with our children. Yes. I think, you know, just hearing you talk about this, and again, I'm not in that season yet, but I'm in the little season looking forward. And sometimes, often, I parent Mm -hmm. by the fear. It's like, I have to make sure these kids turn out. And I almost take on this personal responsibility if they don't grow up and love and serve the Lord, I messed up and it was my fault. And what can I do? And obviously we have a big influence over them, but I think this is is where God is speaking to me in this episode is they're not mine, they're His. And it is not (laughs) my job to make sure that they turn out to be successful adults and kids that love the Lord. I just need to be faithful and trust Him and obey and like you said, I mean, it's as simple as loving and learning the biblical principles and letting it, it transform my life. And then that spills over into those that I have influence on. Yes. We must trust the Lord as a parent. And um, 
there will be things that happen to our children that we can't control. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be things that our children choose to do that we can't control. But we must trust the Lord and love them through it all. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> our children, they're going to get hurt. The Bible says that man that is born of woman is a few days and full, full of, of trouble. trouble. Full of trouble. There's going to be trouble yeah. in our lives, in our children's lives. Uh, sometimes we just have to watch them suffer and have mm-hmm. to step back to let God do the healing that we can't do. Mm-hmm. We must trust Jesus. There have been literal times when I have lifted my hands to the Lord and I said, Lord, you saw that. Will you please take care of that? Mm-hmm. Or, Lord, you heard that. Will you please take care of that? Yeah. Because when our children hurt, we hurt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think it's worse. <sighs> but we can't control mm-hmm. other people. We can't control what they say, what they do. We can control how we react. And we can teach our children to react to adversity the right way Mm -hmm. based on biblical principles. Remember, a soft answer turneth away wrath. Yeah. I think the Lord showed me that really in 2020. We... So where we live in the States, we had this long gravel driveway beside our house. And that was my prayer walk. I mean, up and down, just miles on that road. And so it was 2020. Obviously, the world was falling apart. And I just remember pouring my heart out to the Lord. Like, this is not the world that I signed up to raise children in. Like, mm. And I, I, I told the Lord. I, I so vividly remember this. And I hope I always do because it was life-changing. I told Him, I said, I want their lives to be happy. I want it full of nothing but joy and happiness and blessings. But it's like the Lord smote my heart and reminded me that in my own life, it was through some of the most tragic things that I never would have chosen for myself that growth happened, that I Mm -hmm. came to know more about the Lord. And He just reminded me that though I want nothing but a bed of roses for my kids, He loves them more than I do. And that Mm -hmm. might mean that I have to watch them go through things that I would never pick for them. But again, Mm -hmm. all back to trusting the Lord. I have to rest in knowing He knows what He's doing, and I have to yield my plans to Him and trust through that. There's a song that our boys are singing in the teen choir right now. And um, I love the chorus. This is how it goes. He didn't fail Daniel in the lion's den. He didn't fail Gideon or Abraham. He didn't fail Noah on the ocean blue. No, he didn't fail Jonah and he won't fail you. Mm. Amen. And I love that. I love that, that there is a biblical principle that they're learning in song right now. And I pray that when they are struggling, that God will bring that truth back Mm -hmm. to them. That's another thing. It's so important to um, listen to the right kind of music. And and those things they get in their hearts, um, Scripture memory verses, if you can just sing a tune to it, it'll get in their hearts a little bit faster. I don't understand it, but it works. Mm -hmm. And God's brought those things back to my mind too. Um, But, you know, sometimes we just have to let go of trying to control our children and trust God to care for them. Mm-hmm. It is not easy. Surrendering them is so hard, but it's right. Mm-hmm. 
And our souls can find such comfort in knowing that there are no greater hands that they could be in than God's hands. Yes. He created them. He is with them. He will never leave them. He will never forsake them. And we have got to just trust the Lord with that. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget the time I dropped off our oldest at football practice as a freshman for the first time. He was just a little guy at the time. He's grown since then. Mm -hmm. But as he was walking in, the other players were too. And they literally towered over him. It was like looking at a real-life picture of David and Goliath, if I could picture it. (laughs) Here's this tiny little boy. My boy's going to get smashed. (laughs) Yes, yes. Smashed to smithereens. And fear began to creep in. But the Lord reminded me of something so sweet. When Ian had come to us a few weeks earlier, and he'd said he was interested in playing football, his dad said, That'll be good, buddy. Just pray about it. Make sure that's what God wants you to do. So he prayed about it. And he came back. And he said it was the right thing to do. And as I sat there in the car, as I watched my little boy walk through the gate to the field house, all I could do was talk to the Lord. I said, Lord, he's your child. Will you take care of your boy? Mm. And I can't explain the peace that flooded over my soul at that time. And God can be trusted with our precious children. We must choose to parent in faith and not in fear. Mm -hmm. And we must be grounded in biblical principles to react and instruct them in the right way. God is faithful. He'll help you. That's so good and so encouraging. And and I think one of the, the biggest things for me here that you have said is really just instilling an awareness of God's presence yes. in our children. You know, whether you have little ones and you just have a fresh moldable heart that you yes. can do that, or if, if you're playing catch up on years that you didn't, wherever yes. you're at, I think um, I, I, to me, that is the bridge that gets them from the little ones to the adults. Yes. Because like you said, I mean, there's that independence. It's more and more letting go and letting yes. them do their own. And and again, I, I haven't been in that season personally. I have siblings that are 10 years younger and 15 years younger. So I do have a little glimpse mm. into, you know, I'm not their parent, but in some yes. ways I feel like it. Sure. Um, and, and I see that, you know, my brother's learning to drive and my sister's in college praying about the future. And, and so in some ways I have that mama heart that's just like, you want to intervene in every point and, and like, no, this is the wise thing to do. Oh, that's really not the wise thing to do. Um, but the reality of they, they have to learn to spread their wings. You know, we both, uh, were in the ministry of Temple Baptist Church for a long time and pastor preaches that message about the Eagle. Um, from Deuteronomy as the Eagle. So So the the Lord, Lord. how, you know, there's a time where the eaglets are safe and protected and mama is right there watching over Mm -hmm. them in the nest. And then all of a sudden it's not so comfy. These sticks are poking and you know, the, the eaglets can't rest like they once were. And so they're like, what's going on? Why is this uncomfortable? But it pushes them to the edge of the nest. Then they watch the mom soar and fly. And then they get to the point where they have to jump off the ledge yes. and trust God to catch them and to have them soar. And, yes. and I think of that as you've been sharing this, like there is that difficult process in parenting 
of, you know, you have the safe nest, you have the safe nest. All right, well, yes. things, there is a time where those sticks go up. Now they're on the edge. You know, I want nothing more than to, to guide them, but they'll never learn to fly. But they were no. created to yes. fly. Yes. Um, and, and I think all of that, as a parent, looking to the future, like it, it all rests in trusting the Lord and yes. being so aware of his presence in my life and my kid's life and knowing that, hey, whether whether they stumble, whether they fall, you know, whatever happens, that, that they're gods. And he, yes. he as much as sometimes I, I like to think like, no one will love you like mama. No one can be there for you like mama. That's not the yeah. truth. Mm-hmm. No one will love them like the Lord and no one will oh. be there for them like the Lord. Yes. And if you can keep that attitude of, it gets gooder and gooder, yes. it'll help you. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and I love that because I feel like that, like you said, perspective, that creates an atmosphere in the home that uh, of anticipation. Yes. Like, and you know, sometimes even my oldest is six, so we're not that old, but Sometimes I grieve the past seasons. You know, I miss her being cute, chubby little baby or, you know, all the little toddler songs. But there are things about her being a six-year-old that, like, I wouldn't trade for the world. I I love this season. And I think we can keep that. I mean, even into adulthood. Like you say, then comes grandbabies, you know? Every season has its blessings. And so much is rooted in our attitude. And, And I think that it is a shame that culture has this negative look at the teenage years. Yes. Um, and and unfortunately, in a worldly home, there are a lot of things to be negative about. I mean, yes. there there are difficulties and struggles that come with the teenage years. But in a Christian home that is seeking to trust the Lord and to do right and follow these biblical principles, like you said, yeah. I think it can be a good time. It can be a it time can. that we look forward to. It can. And God uses that as an example to others that yes. we are trying to reach, yes. too. Um, and it's awfully sweet. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. This it's encouraged my heart. And you know, one of my favorite things about having this podcast is that I get to pick who I have on it and I get to pick the topics. So <laughs> I've been wanting to hear from you and I've been wanting to hear from you on this topic for me. And the overflow of that is just that other women get to listen in and to glean yes. from this. But from no. my heart, thank you. This no, has encouraged thank you. me. Thank you. We love your family. We love you guys. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.